back and thanks for joining us today. We do appreciate you being here. Money, 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 money. Anytime I think about it, I think of, uh, I think it's it was Mr. Potato Head on uh, Toy Story that was going money, 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 money. I don't know if you remember that, Kelly, but Kelly Showstrom's joining us today for our budgeting basics. And I appreciate her being here. She's uh, got a website you can always go to where she will assist you and help you out with uh, financing ideas to make your life a little bit easier. And today, Kelly wanted to discuss, I love this, how to practice intentional spending. That sounds kind of fun. Intentional spending is so much fun. It's harder than it sounds, of course. But, and Kelly, um, for your question earlier, I always think of the ABBA song when I hear money, 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 and I'm not even going to dare to sing on the live radio, Funny. but um, you know which one I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I do know which one you're talking about, but okay. I can't sing it. <laughs> All right. Yes, I know which one you're talking about, but this, yeah, right? Um, what intentional spending, that sounds fun, but it, you, I know that you're talking about being smart with your money here. So do explain. Yeah. And so intentional spending is just a way of aligning our values and what makes us happy, what's important to our family, goals that we want to achieve, aligning all of that with our spending. And so if we really say we value um, eating really healthy, making, um, spending quality time together, maybe meal prepping, then going to a fast food restaurant is going to be the opposite of that. Right. And so it's going to be checking in with ourselves, um, to make sure that the spending, the habits that we're making every day with our money, that they're aligning with what we decide is important to us. Um, and the, the tricky part is deciding what's important to us. Of course, there's, you know, there's a list of things that theoretically are important or that society says is important, but you really have to do some internal thought and reflection. And um, especially if you, if you share money with somebody, with your spouse and really talk about, and you really get vulnerable. What do I really want to accomplish? What is really important to us? How do we find, how do we feel loved um, with our spouse when um, money is involved and how can we make sure that our, that our money aligns with all of those, those items. And so it's a little bit of deep work, but it makes sure that we have as much money as possible to spend towards a thing that truly move the needle in our happiness, that truly um, make us feel comfortable and safe instead of just spending out of habit and um, kind of losing a little bit of control of where our money is going. Yeah, there, I don't know if there's anything worse than trying to get on the same page with your spouse and they're they're just not having it. You know, they're just like, nope, I want to spend more than what we make. And you're like, please, we can't do that. Let's let's figure out a budget. And there's just there, you can't talk to them. Uh, I know. And Kelly, that situation. Exactly. And I know, Kelly, that is something that is a deep, a bigger conversation than what you and I have yeah. on a weekly basis. Right. And that's something where we definitely want to reach for outside help with a professional to just facilitate some of those conversations in a neutral space, because the root of it might not be your spouse wanting to overspend, but maybe they're not feeling heard or they're not feeling value there. The root of it could also be your spouse just doesn't care about your finances or your opinion. And that's like a whole different problem. Right. Yeah. But right. It's, it's a matter of opening up communication, making sure that each partner is heard, making sure that you leave room in your spending for each person to have their values, especially if you don't hundred percent align on what your values are. Um, we talk a lot about the, the, I, it's even out of date to say his and her money, but, um, the money that each person in the relationship has allotted to them so that, you know, if your spouse, 
um, wants to spend money on video games and you don't want to spend money on video games, it can come out of kind of their pocket, right? But it's making sure that you have these conversations. That's just step one. That's what we're introducing today. Because if you don't know what you value, or maybe you had no idea that your spouse really like their love language is quality time. And that's why they actually love vacation. It's not because it's vacation. It's they just get to spend some uninterrupted time with you. And so we can facilitate these conversations so that we can actually make room in the budget to to make sure that we're feeling loved and valued and worthy without necessarily going over budget or spending more than we make. So you've got a list here um, of kind of one through six or something of what we should be doing. What is number one on the list? Yeah. And this is from Elevest. If you've never heard of them, um, female empowered financial tool, E-L-L-E-V-E-S-T. Um, go ahead and check out their website. They have lots of um, free tools and articles and they have memberships, I believe. Um, they're not sponsoring us by any means, but I think they're just a really good resource. And so the first one is just to make a list of your most important values. And so this might be achievement or adventure or maybe the environment or faith or family. And so either speak with your spouse if you're sharing money with somebody. If you're a single parent, this is a really great conversation even to have with your kids. Um, Even if you're not a single parent, involve your kids in these conversations, these money conversations, and just say, what do do we value most as a family? What do I value most as an individual? Um, And what are the buckets sort of that I want my money to be going? and you can, you can kind of do a little bit of a gut check if you're, as you're making this list that, you know, it could get pretty long pretty quickly. Um, but think about past times and was I truly happy when my money was going towards these things? Or um, if my friends and family were to describe what's truly important to me, would they add this value or would they think of this as something that I truly like to spend money in and feel happiness in? And so there's some little guidelines and guardrails that can help you figure this out, but you just want to start with a list. Okay. That makes sense. Get the list going. All right. What's number two? So then you want to map these values to your actual money goals. So you want to write down all of your money goals, short-term, long-term, everything in between. Um, Maybe it's an emergency fund or knocking out credit card debt. Um, You want to start your retirement fund, whatever it is. And you're going to start aligning these with your values. And so you would say, for example, if if you value family and you're struggling to save for emergencies, maybe you frame each deposit um, into your savings account as a gift to your family's financial future and their security, right? And so you're saying, what is this spending area and does it align with one of my values? The answer might be no, and that's totally okay. I would still recommend keeping it on the list as a something to think about, potential future, or maybe you have so much money that you're dealing with, you have some money to spend over that aren't necessarily aligned with values, right? But just start aligning the values with your money goals and seeing how they pair up. Okay. And then you want to try to use those values to make those meaningful decisions. Yeah. So you want to, you want to start trimming this list down, right? Because of course we can afford anything. We just can't afford everything. And so we want to start making sure that we can afford all the things that we decide um, our top values, our top priorities. And so you want to start cutting down this list. And so start with the article is saying to start with places where you where you're spending habitually. So maybe you always go to one grocery store, but there's a less expensive one nearby that you can try out. 
or you can get rid of things that you don't really use. So HBO, that kind of thing. So these are kind of the easy wins. These are the items that you can remove from your spending that are maybe out of habit that are just, um, or routine, or you just have always done it, or you didn't even think about it, or you didn't even know that you're still paying for that subscription. Mm -hmm. Get rid of the easy ones. These are the quick wins for, I no longer need to spend in these categories. And then you're going to want to look at the ones that might be a little bit more of a sacrifice, Kelly. These are the ones where it gets a little bit tricky at this point, but we want to really make sure that all the items in our spending, the items in our budget really aligns with our income so that we're not paying extra toward, or we're not spending more than we actually make. Yeah, that is a hard thing. I I recently was going through there because we've had some changes at home and I'm like, okay, I need to save more what can I cut that I was fine with before? And I, you know, the one thing that's kind of tricky, maybe not for everybody, uh, but for those people who do not like really working with cell phones that much, but if you've got those subscriptions that you can only take off uh, either on your cell phone, you get, you can go look at subscriptions on your phone and get rid of them, but you got to do it on your phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this, yeah. And this, and the same goes with even, um, you know, the just looking at your bank account can tell you if you don't track your expenses. This is always an aha moment when clients of mine start looking at their spending regularly. Um, all, what are all those two ninety nine, one ninety nine, seven ninety nine yeah. that are coming through that you don't even think about on a daily basis? But when you start adding them up, you're like, wait a minute, I don't even know what this is for. Or hey, I thought I canceled that. Those are so easy to get rid of because likely they're not a core value of yours if you don't even remember that you're paying for them or you don't even remember what it is. I, I sometimes have to go, I have to picture it as cash laying there because of something I'm never going to use. It's just like I'm burning it up. I'm throwing it. I'm literally taking a match to it. And I'm like, I would not ever take a match to a $5 bill. I would throw it in a drawer, but I wouldn't light it, light it on fire. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> sometimes exactly. you just gotta really make a real picture of it. That could be going in my money savings jar for a vacation. And $5 a month, 12 months a year, that's 60 bucks. That's, you know, for a silly app that you've never even opened once, wouldn't you rather go to like a fun happy hour with a friend? I know I would, you can clearly see where like my values align, but maybe you want to buy that new video game, or maybe you want to, you know, splurge on a gift for your spouse for their birthday. Maybe that's, um, that's one of your values, but it's, it's getting rid of these easy things. That way there's less hard decisions we have to make because when we get down to the sacrifices, this article is really good at talking about like maybe um, family and autonomy is one of your values. And so you want to save up for a house, but realistically you figure out, okay, well, I need to pay off some debt first before we can afford to buy a house. And so this is where kind of the give and take come in where paying off debt might not have been a value of yours, or it might not have come in as a top priority because maybe your debt doesn't bother you. It's just a monthly payment and that sort of thing. But if it's getting in the way of some of your values, this is where you have to decide, okay, I'm going to actually pay off some of this debt, create a goal. Of course, you don't need to pay off all of your debt, but what debt are you going to tackle? So that way you can actually start saving for that house so that the value of family um, can start to be a priority for you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right. Um, let's see, where are we on the list? So we have practice money mindfulness every day. And so this is saying that you can also use your core values to make mindful decisions in your daily life. So let's say you want to order a delicious latte from your favorite coffee shop. And so does the experience of sitting quietly in a with a warm drink 
um, map to a core value of yours? Um, does sharing coffee with friends maybe, is that more related to what you're going after? Um, do you need it for energy to be more productive? But look at the why behind some of the spending that we're doing every single day. And when you're aligning it to your value, as you're buying coffee, the example that everyone loves to pick on, um, if, if the intention of that value is, I like to sit in a coffee shop on Saturday mornings with my spouse and it's our, just our time to connect, then if you run to the coffee shop at four o'clock because you're just running late, that's not necessarily tied to your values. And we're not trying to pick apart every single spending spending transaction that you have here. That is definitely not the point of this article or what Kelly and I are discussing, but it's as we start to do this work more and more, we have to ask ourselves these questions to be realistic of why am I truly spending this money? And it adds up over time. And that is, I think, what the biggest takeaway of this is. It's you're not going to be perfect right away. You're going to get that coffee at three o'clock because you're running late. Absolutely. But with practice and with intentional spending, with um, aligning your spending to your values, you're eventually going to get pretty good at it. And you're going to be able to say no to yourself because you know why. And there's a bigger reason. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really... Once you start thinking about those things, maybe today isn't the day that it's going to happen, but it might be tomorrow. Like I used to stop for coffee all the time. Like it was just a habit. I would stop for coffee. I was super excited because they opened right before I got to work and I started adding it up and I was like, I'm not even drinking at all. Everybody teases me because if I have a beverage of any kind, I never finish it because I'm a sipper. It doesn't matter if it's coffee or pop or whatever. <laughs> I never finish. It drives my boyfriend crazy. He's like, why did you have me buy it? I'm like, well, I have to drink something. It was, you could drink water. That's free if you're not going to finish. <laughs> um, but I mean, think about it. If it's, what, $7 for a fancy drink that I'm not even going to finish, what am I doing? You know, maybe I should pull it back to one way. So I don't even, I don't, not that I don't think you should go to coffee shops. I think they're beautiful and wonderful. But I'm thinking I wasn't finishing it. I was just doing out of habit. And it was almost like a monthly bill that I was able to put towards something else and pay it off. Exactly, Kelly. And so we want to think back to why is to pick, keep picking on coffee, which is such a sad example too, because I, I also love coffee and I love, I, it's one of those things that I do with my spouse as well as it's our kind of like fun bonding, like, Ooh, let's get a coffee because we never do it. And so it's kind of fun, but, um, to keep picking on this example, why are you getting the coffee and just look back and ask yourself every time you're in that line. And is it a convenience thing? Is it a you forgot to make coffee at home or you're just really tired and today's just a weird day, you know, those kind of things. Or is it because this kind of makes you happy, which I would argue that that's a value of yours because if coffee makes you happy, other things probably don't in your spending, right? And an easy one for me when I, when I go through this exercise is clothing. And so I used to buy clothing because, you know, it was either on sale or it was the latest trend. And my, my girlfriend had that shirt and it was so cute on her and all this kind of stuff. But Clothing isn't, it doesn't, it doesn't move me. It doesn't yeah. make me excited. I don't get in, into brands or the latest styles. I'm definitely more of a, uh, I don't I'm blanking on the word, but when you just have that like template closet of like, this is the stuff that you can wear all the time. It's kind of timeless um, capsule yeah. wardrobe, I guess. Sure. And so clothing was a really easy way for me to reduce spending because it wasn't aligning with the value and it didn't really give me that much. I didn't get much out of it. And so yeah. we, we don't know what those are until we actually start to ask ourselves questions and start to look at our actual spending. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, this was fun talking with you today. Uh, Kellyshowstrom.com is your website. Um, and I know that you have a lot of great information there. If people want to go there, what kind of things can they find? 
Yep. There's a freebie library. That's always a resource where free tools and um, always going to be updated with the latest and greatest. So sign up for that and it can help you get started in paying off your debt today. You can always book a free call with me where we can chat about your personal situation and how you potentially need help. And there's links to the podcast and all sorts of things. You can also sign up for the weekly newsletter. So lots of resources on kellyshowstrom.com. Um, and I just encourage you guys to take one little step into this world because it'll change change your life, especially if you stick with it. All right, Kelly. Thank you so much. It's Kelly Showstrom, kellyshowstrom.com. It's K-E-L-L-Y-S-J-O-S-T-R-O-M.com, kellyshowstrom.com.